Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Cecilia Lay, and this is Fifth Emission. It's been three weeks since Texas passed the most restrictive abortion law in the country. Though it violates an established constitutional right to abortion, the law bans the procedure after six weeks of pregnancy. And it allows private citizens to sue abortion providers and anyone else who helps a person obtain an abortion. On Thursday, abortion providers and advocates asked the Supreme Court to review their challenge of the law. But in the meantime, the law has already spelled huge repercussions for women in Texas, as well as abortion clinics and providers in other states. Since the law went into effect, women have been crossing state borders to obtain abortions, including in one small clinic in Oklahoma. Chronicle photographer Gabrielle Lurie has been shadowing one Bay Area gynecologist who has been traveling to the clinic once a month to help provide abortions in the area where access is difficult, even before the Texas ban took effect. During Gabrielle's latest trip earlier this month, she found herself coming across many women who were arriving from Texas because abortion was no longer accessible in their home state. Gabrielle ended up witnessing the impacts of the Texas abortion ban firsthand as she followed the Bay Area doctor, and she joins me now to talk about the women she met in that clinic in Oklahoma, and what it was like to be on the front lines of this consequential moment in women's reproductive rights. Gabrielle, thanks for being here. Can you tell me more about this clinic in Oklahoma and what's been happening there since the new Texas law went into effect? So I have visited the Oklahoma City Trust Women's Clinic two times. In between those two visits, um, the Texas heartbeat bill past and I saw a really big difference the second time that I visited. Um, I noticed that many of the women who were in the clinic had traveled from Texas three, six or more hours um, to get there and that a lot of them were being turned away from clinics in Texas. So the clinic is a very understated, you know, yellow brick building, and it has an entry, and there are protesters on either side of the entryway. Um, Many women actually did several circles around the block because they were so nervous to enter the building with protesters. And they saw a big influx of people coming to the clinic after the law passed? Yes, they saw a big influx of people coming to the clinic. Um, I don't have the hard numbers, but I know that they started capping their numbers, which means that previously they they were able to schedule anyone that was calling for a visit. And now they've had to to cap their um, surgeries and their uh, medication abortions, um, I believe, at 45 people per day. Hmm. And I understand you spent time with some of the women who traveled there, some from very far away, to get an abortion at this clinic. Where were they coming from? Yeah, I was really grateful to be able to meet some of these very brave women who came from Dallas, from Houston, from smaller towns um, like Grandview, Texas. 
um, and each one had a had a different story. Um, many of them didn't sleep and traveled through the night or woke up very early the next morning just to make sure that they could make their appointment. And did the women share what was happening in Texas when they sought help over there? What were they being told by medical providers? What kinds of options were even available to them after the law passed? Yeah, each woman that I interacted with was different. One of them initially thought that it was a myth that there was this heartbeat bill. And, um, you know, another one had had an appointment and they told her they could no longer help her. And she said she went into a panic. She was worried that she would go into a deep depression. Um, and so each person was really grateful that they were able to, to find an appointment um, because they they realized that they weren't going to be able to get the services they needed in Texas. And I think every woman I spoke to told me that they would have traveled 10, 12, you know, 14 hours, whatever it took to be able to get the medical procedure that they needed. The Texas law bans abortions after six weeks of pregnancy, which is earlier than when most women even find out that they're pregnant. For these women who pass the six-week mark, why were they looking to get an abortion? Each woman had a different reason for wanting to get an abortion. And um, they were some of them were medical and some of them were just uh, the point in, the, in their lives that they were in. Courtney, who was 20 year, years old, who I spoke to, who um, didn't have full support of her family and friends. She, she started having seizures recently and the seizures got worse when she was pregnant and she was afraid for her life. She was very much fearing that um, she could die as a result of her pregnancy. And so she said that she was choosing her life over, um, you know, an unborn child. I want to play a clip of your conversation with Courtney. Here's what she had to say about the difficult choice she was making by coming to this clinic. So what would you have done if this clinic wasn't available to you? I would have tried to force a miscarriage. I'm that desperate at this point because I know what would happen if I would go to term. Even if I would have been prosecuted somehow for murder or attempted murder, Mm -hmm. I still would have done it because at least I'd be alive. Gabrielle, who else did you meet at the clinic and what were their reasons for choosing abortion? So I met a woman named Judith who was 33 who really touched my heart because she had driven um, from Houston, Texas. It had taken her six and a half hours. She had left her four children at home um, and she was sick. She was she has very severe diabetes that she's been struggling with um, since she was seven years old and it creates neuropathy in her hands and feet and she was really struggling through her pregnancy losing weight um, not keeping anything down and her husband or rather partner has kidney failure and she felt like there was no way that she could safely take care of a baby let's listen to a bit of your conversation with judith i prayed and i listened to my gospel music but um i mean People go through things, and I know I was going through something, and I, I really wasn't ready to bring a baby into this world. Me, neither a father. We both were sickly people, and we are just not ready. Just if anything is to happen to us, who's going to take care of our baby? 
So talking to Judith was definitely the most moving for me, um, knowing that she drove six and a half hours and she had to turn around and drive straight to her sister's funeral, mm. her sister who had just died of diabetes. And, you know, she said at one point before getting the surgery, she said, you know, I am attached, but I know I can't go through with it. Mm-hmm. I tell him, I'm sorry, but it's very hard when I feel his movements in my body. And I think that um, no one goes into these clinics thinking that they're excited about killing a baby. You know, they go in with a heavy heart and um, making a decision that is best for them at that time. And I heard that over and over again. One of the aspects of this Texas law is that it could punish people for aiding anyone to get an abortion, which can be incredibly isolating for for some of these women. Did any of them that you spoke to face those challenges? Did they arrive to the clinic in Oklahoma alone? Yes, many of the women arrived alone and many of them expressed um, concern over their family isolating them or um, their friends isolating them. One woman told me that um, she told her friends that she miscarried so that she wouldn't have to deal with it. The reason I'm actually getting an abortion is I'm worried about what it would do to my mental health and my physical health and just my relationship with the rest of my family. My aunts and uncles, they're raised Catholics to the point where it's abusive. So if they find out that I'm not married and I have a child, they would isolate me from the rest of the family. So going to term with this is not an option for me with that. Another told me that she had to sternly tell her friends, this is my decision, it's not yours, when they thought that you know, she wouldn't go through with it. Um, and several people just didn't tell anyone. People didn't tell a soul. And I was the first person that they, they told. Mm. Um, so it's definitely hush-hush. I understand that you also spoke to one woman who shared some of the extreme alternatives that women in Texas are resorting to. Let's hear from her. Right now, it's like a lot of girls in Texas doing, like, if you're, if you can't afford it or whatever, it's like this vitamin C thing you get on Amazon, but that just didn't sound effective to me so I'll just make the trip rather than do all that so that's what people are saying Mm -hmm. Wow. it's probably gonna get bad I mean I heard one girl try to drink bleach more with Gabrielle Lurie after a quick break when we return we'll hear what the women she met with had to say about the lawmakers behind the Texas abortion ban and what it was like for Gabrielle to shadow the women as they navigated this difficult personal choice Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Gabrielle, one woman you spoke with talked about the extreme alternatives some Texas women are resorting to, like drinking bleach, and it highlights the women who may be most impacted by the Texas law, 
That includes women of color or those without the resources to travel. For those who were able to make the trip to Oklahoma, can you tell me what it took for them to get to the clinic? Yeah, a lot of them had to take time off work, several days off of work. Um, You know, one of them was a bartender who told me that um, she didn't sleep the night before. She got off her shift and she drove straight from Texas and that um, her not working that evening would result in um, not being able to pay her rent or utilities. And so I think a lot of these women um, face similar issues where um, they they need childcare or, um, you know, they, they don't have time to take off work. And those are definitely barriers um, for women to get the medical care that they need. Did they share what were their other alternatives if they hadn't been able to make that trip? What would they have had to do? You know, when I talked to them about what they would do ha- had that clinic not been available, uh, most of them were, were very stressed by the idea. Um, they said that they would seek out any place that they could or that they would terminate themselves. Um, you know, Courtney told me that she would do whatever it took to terminate. I think for some women, it's a barrier enough to, to have them actually have the child, but for others, they're willing to go very far lengths to uh, abort their unborn child. Did they also say anything about the people who were behind this law, you know, uh, from their home state, people who made these decisions that forced them to have to travel all the way to Oklahoma? Did they have any sort of commentary around that? Yeah, they expressed that they felt that the people who were making these laws didn't know what they were going through and weren't taking into consideration, you know, everyone's situation. This thing that is growing inside of my uterus right now has more rights to its life before it even is alive. They are taking away my rights and basically giving it to that before it's even breathing outside. Because I no longer have the choice to eliminate it if I wanted to within the state that I live. You know, for men to write these bills and not know what it's like to walk in a woman's shoes was something that a lot of them couldn't stomach. Um, Many of them said that they were disappointed in their state, a state that they loved, but they felt made some very crappy decisions. And so they felt that that was their personal decision, not a decision that should be made for them by anyone else. I think it's absolutely dreadful. Um, I do understand putting a limit, like a like once you're so far along, I get that part. But this is the first time I've ever found out this early out of all my pregnancies. And most people don't find out because it's like, that's soon as hell. And then there's people that are raped and I was abused. That's why I just don't wanna deal with this for the rest of my life. I just don't think that they put that into consideration. Gabrielle, these are incredibly personal choices and private moments, and I understand that you were even able to accompany some of these women while they had their abortion procedures done. Why do you think they were okay with you following them along? I think that the women knew the power of their story. They knew that this moment was crucial, and they disagreed with the way that they were being treated. They 
knew that it was unfair that they had to travel um, such long distances. And they were concerned that this was something that was going to uh, be a domino effect. Um, they understood that it could happen in other places. And I think the moment that I met them was a moment of great anxiety, but also of great relief because they, they were headed towards, you know, getting an abortion, which, you know, several days or weeks earlier, they weren't sure that they would be in that spot. And so I think they knew that there would be women coming after them who wouldn't be able to get a spot or who would be struggling more than them. So I think that's why they were willing to share and they, they want this story to get out there. Gabrielle, as a photojournalist, you're privy to a lot of intimate moments when you're reporting, and I would imagine it was an intense experience to talk with women who retired from traveling from so far, desperate to get an abortion. I wonder, what did you walk away from that experience with a better understanding of? Well, I really walked away very changed. You know, I think when you meet people who struggle so much just to get um, their basic needs met, a need that in California uh, we take for granted. Um, you know, I was very moved by people sharing their stories with me. You know, I felt lucky to be healthy and to be able to have that, um, the ability to walk into an abortion clinic if I needed to. Mm-hmm. And um, I was really grateful that these women were so brave and that they were willing to come forward and share And, you know, uh, a few of them said to me that they thought of the women that came before them and that the women that came before them gave them the strength to walk into the clinic Mm -hmm. and that the women at the clinic gave them the strength to stay. Mm -hmm. Um, And the clinic is a really warm, welcoming place. And, um, you know, I think, I, I hope that it's able to stay open so um, I really, I really walked away feeling very grateful that I had that experience. You really witnessed firsthand the impacts of the Texas abortion law. Gabrielle, thanks for your reporting and for chatting with me about what you saw in Oklahoma. Thank you so much, Cecilia. Gabrielle Lurie is a staff photographer at The Chronicle. You can check out the story she wrote with senior political writer Joe Garofoli about Texas women obtaining abortions at an Oklahoma clinic at sfchronicle.com or on The Chronicle app. You can check out the photos she took for the story there, too. Thanks to Karen Creighton for producing this episode and to you for listening.